Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 335, chapter 47. Interlude, the hempen verse. Chronicler smiled as he made his way to the bar. That's a solid hour's work, he said proudly as he took a seat. I don't suppose there's anything left in the kitchen for me. Or any of that pie, Eli mentioned, Jake asked hopefully. I want pie too, Bast said, sitting next to Jake, nursing a drink of his own. The innkeeper smiled, wiping his hands on his apron. I think I might have remembered to set one by, just in case you three came in later than the rest. Old Cobb rubbed his hands together. Can't remember the last time I had warm apple pie, he said. The innkeeper went back into the kitchen. He pulled the pie from the oven, sliced it, and laid the pieces neatly onto plates. By the time he carried them out toward the taproom, he could hear raised voices in the other room. It was too a demon, Jake, Old Cobb was saying angrily. I told you last night, and I'll tell you again a hundred times. I'm not a one to change my mind like other folk change their socks. He held up a finger. He called up a demon, and it bit this fellow and sucked out his juice like a plum. I heard it from a fellow who knew a woman that seen it herself. That's why the constable and the deputies came and hauled him off, meddling with dark forces against the law over an amory. I still say folk just thought it was a demon, Jake persisted. You know how folk are. I know folk, Old Cobb scowled. I've been around longer than you, Jacob, and I know my own story, too. There was a long moment of tense silence at the bar before Jake looked away. I was just saying, he muttered. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. Where is Amory? And is he just pronouncing Imre wrong? Yes. It's that. Yeah. Yep. I read this as, uh, I think we've talked about this the last time they brought up kind of stories uh, about them processing their grief about the um, the murder in different ways, where Jake kind of wants to not talk about demons and not want to engage with stories about demons. Uh, and Old Cobb uh, wants to. Old Cobb wants to face demons and sort of put them in stories where they belong. And that's why they're having this argument and getting sore about it. It does seem like it's their consistent, like, niggling point. It also seems to me that this is Cobb trying to assert his authority as, like, an elder uh, and Jake chafing at that. You know, why should I listen to you just because you're older and you think you know more than me? Maybe you're wrong about stuff. I guess he likes to be right. Mm -hmm. They are also going back to the story they were telling yesterday, but I still think that it's that, that, like, they're having this argument because of the way they want to think about demons. Uh, and where they want to put them. Well, we find out tomorrow that uh, it's actually Chronicler has prodded them into discussing a different element of Quoth's story. So they're being manipulated by Chronicler. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't think it takes much to get them going. In the same way that if you were just to ask Nick and I a simple question, like, you know, what is the best Star Wars thing? Then we would have like a 30-minute discussion about it. I have a question that is vaguely on topic. That was good, Jordana. You you jumped in before I could answer Jeremy's obvious uh, <laughs> obvious tea. Yes. Well, before you attempt to answer it, let me posit to you: When was the last time you had a slice of warm apple pie? Uh, good question. Um, so, full disclosure: I have visited my parents a few times in in lockdown. We've been careful and and all that. Um, so I may have had apple pie with them. I think 
my mom is not a big like I'm not a huge apple pie fan. I think it's fine, but there's better pies. Same with my mom. So, um, and your mom's the one who's doing the baking. If anyone, yeah, and like I wouldn't. I mean, I I also have baked. I do bake. I don't usually do pies, but like the only time I would have had an apple pie in the last year or so would have been with my mom. And so I don't know. At least a year, probably. Yeah, much longer than that for me, since I'm not a huge fan of pies as dessert, and I don't particularly like cooked apples. So. Do you like raw apples? Yeah, I love raw apples. Eat that shit no, all the time. No, that's funny. We're opposite. But I don't like raw apples because... You're allergic. I'm allergic to them. Yeah, you'll die. <laughs> what about you, Jordana? When, when did you last have a nice warm slice of apple pie? Probably, like, close to a year ago, like, pre-pandemic, we visited Jeff's family, and uh, his mom sometimes has apple pie. And we put cheese on it. Which is yeah, a thing. you gotta have you gotta have cheese or ice cream. It really cuts the tartness. Yeah, uh, we did a, like a slice of cheddar cheese. That's probably the last time I had apple pie. Yeah. Do you think the joke about American Pie, where he has sex with the pie, is that sex doesn't feel like having sex with apple pie? Because like, I don't think it. I don't, I don't think you think have to think about it that hard. I think it's just a weird joke. I mean, it's sort of the whole, the, it's like the premise of the entire uh, franchise is is that he, Jason Biggs has sex with a pie on camera uh, and then sort of spinning off from there. Nick, I want to see your like 10 part video essay on the <laughs> the true meaning of American Pie. Yeah, well, it's like the cinema sins takedown of uh, of American Pie. Actually, apple pie does not feel like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I have conducted numerous firsthand experiments, and I have conclusively proven this is like is this is the same guy who like went and tested the gamer girl bathwater to find out if it was really her bathwater or not. Probably, I don't know. I, God, I, I don't want to cast aspersions on the cinema sins guy. <laughs> Anyway, my point being, apple pie is a treat. This, the character, is it Eli? Who's saying, no, Cobb. Cobb says he can't remember the last time he had a warm slice of apple pie. Made me think of apple pie. That is all. Great. Do we have any other notes on this page? I mean, we could pick at that a bit and start to look at Eli's relationship with his wife because it's like, Maybe it's like a stab. She's reading it as a stab at her because she's not baking apple pie. No, Cobb said it. Oh. I was wrong. Eli's not even on this page anymore. Like, Well, he- Eli was the first person who had the pie. Eli was the one that said it was a, a damn fine pie. Yeah, he's like long gone. Yeah. To be fair, he is mentioned on the page. Is Relative. there is, is there anything else on this page? I don't think so. Okay, we have a letter from uh, constant listener John from Ventus who writes, "What? You missed the Amir clue on page three uh, on page three ten. Quoth makes a motion with his hands like scales, just like the Kiridae in the earlier story that he tells Will and Sim." I mean, I don't think that's an Amir clue. I think we've seen several different characters do that. I think it's just a common like piece of body language in Temerant that people like make the balancing scales thing. We could also pick at that and say, why is it a common piece of body language? It has a cultural cachet associated with it because it originates from like the Kirite motion. Or it could just be like a bit of visual, uh, like seeding the idea in and around the book that this is a thing. I think it, that like body language is interesting. Um, 
interesting thing in a piece of prose to 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 feature as like a clue because in a movie a gesture would hit really differently right if people were doing the same gesture it would have a really clear significance so it's interesting to think that uh you know if if true if so and it's intentionally a bit of symbolism interesting to think of the role body language plays in a prose book well that's one of body language is one of the best ways in prose to show without telling you know how a character is feeling or or what they're doing right it's a good way to provide context without saying quoth was unsure or quoth did this or quoth did that you know but i i i am skeptical that it is some kind of clue about the uh about the emir although i do think that maybe nick's right and like maybe originally it was like some kind of like ship body language shibboleth that the emir would do i'm not i'm not saying it's like a secret handshake they're doing to like show themselves off i'm just saying that you know, me. It's definitely, I think, meant to uh, draw a line between Quoth's behavior and the Kiridae, who we hear in the story. But they're not the only two characters who do it. Lots of people do it. Well, who else does it? I mean, I can't tell you offhand, but I'm pretty sure Manit does it when he's talking about uh, that thing they're talking about at the bar. And why would wouldn't it be useful to have an agent perennially among the students at the university learning about oh. what it is that they're they're talking about taking on a role of say mentorship being able to nudge young arcanus here and there wouldn't that be a, a valuable place to be situated if you were say part of a secret society dedicated to the greater good at all costs now i'm not saying you're wrong because i don't think that that's fair but i disagree with your theory <laughs> listeners will not be able to appreciate this but jeremy has turned the shame the same shade as his uh as his colored led light <laughs> jeremy's fury he has matched his fuchsia light in the background <sighs> well you know what if it turns out that Manit has actually been an agent of the emir this entire time i will eat my hat on stream <laughs> okay Jeremy will post hat picks. That's right. I will post, post hat. hat picks. Yes. But until that Telegram. time. Until that time, we will come back at you tomorrow with more shenanigans on another page. Uh, the Wind. wind.